You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is your host, Noah Scott, signing on with another guest today. Our guest, TJ Murphy, resides in beautiful Bend, Oregon, and is the owner of Height Digital, where he and his team focus on serving businesses and empowering talented people. Height does web design, branding, digital marketing, and all kinds of other services for businesses in many industries. Welcome to the show, TJ. I also see you do some paddleboarding, rock climbing, and a lot of nature. I mean, being in Oregon, you gotta have, you gotta have it. So, what's happening? Yes, How are you? Welcome. Doing well, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. Beautiful. So, do you want to fill in our listeners just a little bit outside of that bio so they can kind of get to know you? Uh, what would you say is your superpower? The thing that's just so unique to you that you've honed through the years. Well, let's see. I think my my superpower is just my ability to really connect with people and and help them figure out what huge problems they're facing that are, you know, creating that overwhelm, creating, you know, this lack of freedom in their lives and then helping them to figure out where they want to go and then building the bridge between the two. So for me when it comes to the marketing services that we provide, that's what I get to do every day. It brings me you know, the most joy being able to sit down with people, really uncover what the pain points are and, and where they're trying to grow to, and then help them really figure out what the blueprint's going to look like to get there. That's incredible. It, it's so in line with the mission here at The Big Possible, which is really just giving people the courage and hopefully the playbooks to just break into the next level in their life and sidestep Absolutely. a lot of the, the limitations. So with that said, I think I'd like to help contextualize the art of risk taking, because I think as people are reaching for something that's bigger, that they have to go through the comfort zone to face some fears. Um, I love to celebrate the stories of the guests that are on the show. And so if you have a story of a time that you took the biggest risk of your life, if you want to share kind of what was going through your head at the yeah. time and how you got through it. Yeah, I definitely one one comes to mind right away. So when I graduated college, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I moved down to the Bay Area where my wife had just taken a, a job at a startup and applied. Got my first corporate nine to five, was kind of just grinding through it for about six months. And my wife and I came to this point where we looked at each other and we said, this just isn't working. We're, we're not loving living in the city. We're not really enjoying this this corporate grind that we're on. And we had always had this dream of going and traveling the world together. My wife grew up all over the world. Her parents were expats. She lived in like 10 countries before the time she was 12 years old. I, on the other hand, grew up in small town, Ashland, Oregon, never left the country and always wanted to. So we decided we were going to commit to go on this great big adventure. And we kind of created that blueprint, how we were going to be able to do it. We saved up for 12 months working those jobs that we hated, knowing that there was light at the end and we were going to get there. And eventually we were able to put in our two week notice. We sold off like 90% of our stuff and bought one way tickets to Southeast Asia. And this ultimately was the start of my entrepreneurial journey because 
while we were traveling, I was meeting all of these digital nomads, people working from their computers, traveling the world, getting to meet amazing people, having amazing experiences. And I started talking to these folks and, and learning what they were doing, learning how they were able to do it. And I was like, sold. How, how can I do something just like this that'll enable me to be location independent, to, to help people no matter where I am in the world? And so meanwhile, I was kind of following some marketing mentors because I was in the marketing world already for my corporate job and just said, all right, a marketing agency. This seems like there's a need out there. There's there's a lot of people doing this. I think I could do it better. And so I started and I got my first couple clients while we were still traveling overseas and was able to grow it to a point where when we got back to the States, I didn't have to go and beg for a job, which is something that I really was dreading. I didn't want to have to go through resumes and, and interviews and all that. I wanted to build something that would enable us to, to be wherever we wanted to be and, and really scale things up how we wanted to and design the life that we ultimately are living today here in beautiful Bend, Oregon, where I get to you know, chase all of my passions for the outdoors and traveling, but still get to help people all across the country. That's incredible. And, you know, as a fellow digital nomad who also just left his job, uh, I really resonate with that. You know, it's 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 yeah. so powerful building. There's something about questioning the conventional way of looking at life. Right. Sometimes there's there's so many norms that we may or may not just subconsciously subscribe to. And when you actually can decide for yourself, that this is the life you want to live, there's always a path that's illuminated some way, shape, or form. And one of the things that you were touching on before was helping others find that path. What have you found, you know, as that mission progresses, um, how is that impacting like the lives that you're working with? Like, what do you see the transformation taking place? And, and you know, how is that impacting the world in a positive way? Yeah, no, so... I mean, one one story that that jumps out, I have a client that I've been working with for years. And when they came to me originally, they were wearing every single hat in their business. They were doing all the marketing, not necessarily very well because they didn't have a marketing background and they were just chasing all the shiny objects that are out there and listening to what people were telling them they needed to do. But it was overwhelming. They they wanted to focus on their core mission, which was being of service to their community. But meanwhile, they were having to do all the financial work, all the marketing work, figuring out how to build a website themselves and, and brand it and all the things. And they were really frustrated. They were about ready to give up just because it wasn't sustainable for them. They weren't able to take it to the level where it needed to be to be able to grow in the way that they wanted to. So over the last two years, we've been able to really work together, been able to give them that freedom back by taking those marketing website branding hats off of them and putting them on our team and, and providing a great service in that way. But also just being there to talk through new problems. There's always something new that's going on. Something breaks within their CRM and they need to get it tweaked and, and organized to, to be efficient or they want to look at a new marketing channel or a new competitors on the block that's doing really well. And we want to find what's successful for them and, and take that and do it better within their business, but also lead the things that 
you know, maybe aren't going to be as efficient for them and really focus on what's the most profitable. So not only does that impact them, but the greatest thing for me, especially when I'm working with local clients here in Bend, or I have clients down in Ashland where I grew up, is seeing the impact that has on the community. Because as that business grows and, and has the freedom to focus on serving, well, now the community benefits from that, from the services or from, you know, if it's a shop downtown that's doing really well, they're going to bring in new products that people enjoy using. Um, there's lots of cases there, but seeing the impact that it has in the community is, is special for me as well. Yeah. And you kind of mentioned that you touched on a, a, a really important topic there, which was the idea of spreading out and adding too much on your plate and not zeroing in on something that you're really, really good at. What have you found to be super helpful in terms of identifying a playbook or a process to find that zone of genius within yourself? And so you can actually have more leverage by delegating out some of the tasks that you're not suited for while zeroing in on the things that you're uniquely qualified for. Yeah. I mean, for me, I I did not do this well in the beginning. I, I was going it alone for the longest time, trying to figure everything out without tapping into mentors or courses or things that could really create a shortcut for me to be able to grow and, and find success in a lot easier of a way. But, you know, now for me, it's what are the profit driving activities that I can be doing? And if it's not in that bucket, and it's not something that I actually enjoy and brings me joy, then it's something I need to delegate at the end of the day, because there's only so many hours for TJ. And, and if mm -hmm. I'm not able to focus on solving problems for clients, meeting with new clients, prospecting, coming on podcasts, you know, working on my own podcast, all the things that are going to help me connect and be able to serve more people in the long term, then that's going to you know, everything else is just taking away from from that growth and my ability to serve. So now being able to to delegate to my team at height has been, you know, a tremendous gift to me and also just finding that tribe that that I can learn alongside and and grow with. Incredible. Yeah. And I'd like to I'd like to also touch on some of the personal habits that you've cultivated throughout your journey, especially as you've kind of created this job for yourself, uh, you probably had a lot of reinventing and discovery along the way. But what have you what have you seen to be the most effective for yourself in terms of um, building a stack of habits? Yeah, for me, it's it's the morning. I am not naturally a very efficient morning person. I like to wake up slow and, and enjoy the the morning air and all that stuff. But you know, during the work week for me. If I'm going to be setting myself for optimal efficiency and success, I'm getting up, I'm doing my workout first thing, because inevitably, if I don't get it done in the morning, life happens, work stressful, the end of the day rolls around and, and I don't want to do it. And when I'm actively working out, that's when I'm feeling my best. That's when I'm thinking my best. That's when I'm able to give my best to, to everyone around me. So that's number one. And then from there, really just having the time to kind of look inwards, whether that's doing some breath work or, or reading or meditating, doing some sort of learning, whether that's reading a book or you know, listening to a podcast or some sort of lesson where, you know, I'm taking my own time to better myself while I drink my coffee or, or my matcha and really get grounded for the day so that 
you know, usually by eight, that's when I'm in the office starting my work and I want to be hitting the ground running at that point. So having all those things checked off and it doesn't look the same every day. You know, sometimes my wife and I just feel like sleeping in for an extra 20 minutes and, and getting some cuddles in and that fills us both up as well. So we're going to do that. You know, we're not going to have it be so set in stone that we're we're not able to to do what brings us joy, but really having that consistency has been key. Beautiful. Yeah. And so as a leader, taking care of yourself, having that that solid start to the day is so critical so that you do have the energy to be present, to be patient, and to be aware of all the things that are happening. So with you know, as you're taking care of yourself, as you're slowly starting to delegate some of the things that you're not best suited for. Now let's talk about leverage in terms of, of marketing, in terms of reach and impact that your business can have. Because I think this is something that I run the gamut with the guests on the show. We talk a lot, we have a lot of different experts from many dis different disciplines, but I'd love to dial into some of the marketing. So what would you say like the top three ways to uh, really accelerate the impact and the reach that you have as a business that you've seen particularly that work really well. And I know that that's a broad question because every business is unique, but yeah. if you were to encapsulate it into just maybe like a, a top three. Yeah. I would say, you know, the first one is storytelling. You know, every, every business that is going to be successful for the long term needs to build a brand around themselves. So even if you're, you know, a local restoration company or a plumber, there's stories to be told. And that's what's going to set you apart from all the other providers, all the other competitors in the market. If people can see you consistently on social media, in the community, doing good, and you are just consistently being able to showcase your brand and tell the story behind it and tell the stories of how you're able to serve your customers and what else is important to your brand? If you're involved in the community, if you're giving to charities, if you're putting on events, if you're sponsoring things, that's what's going to enable you to be top of mind when people have that problem or are looking for what it is that you provide. So that's number one, you know, building a brand around your business and really focusing on storytelling through all of your marketing. The second one I would just say is, is having good data. You know, so many businesses that we work with do not have any idea what KPIs are important to them, or they're just not tracking anything at all. They're kind of just throwing paint on the wall and they think they know what's working well when it comes to marketing their business. But more often than not, when we're actually able to dig in and get them data, the numbers don't lie. They, they may have been wrong and spending money needlessly for a long time. So putting in the right systems to be able to not only track you know, where traffic is coming in, in the case of an online business, but also what channels are driving that traffic all the way down to the end conversion, whether that's a sale or a booked appointment, a consultation, whatever the case may be, we want to be able to see, okay, Facebook ads is bringing you, you know, 3x ROI, your, your Google ads are doing 5x, your actual you know, referral marketing that you have set up through these strategic partners is, is doing really well. We want to be able to put an actual dollar amount on every marketing channel so that we as consultants, as guides for businesses can come in and say, all right, you know, Mr. Business Owner, this is what the data is telling us. Let's put more money over here where it's most profitable. And, you know, we don't need to get rid of this if it's still profitable, but we need to be able to maximize 
all of our efficiencies when it comes to marketing to be able to get you the best ROI. So data, definitely going to be the big one. And then, you know, I would say number three is looking for ways to build strategic partnerships. So outside of all of the, the shiny objects and noise out there, whether it's Facebook ads, SEO, Google ads, you name it. The end of the day, if you can have great relationships with people that are already working with your ideal customers and have a win-win situation where you can pass business back and forth, or at least be a benefit to each other's customers and, and create good faith there on both sides, that's an amazing way to grow. You don't have to leverage ad dollars as much when you're getting good referrals from strategic partnerships that are also just great relationships, people that you enjoy working with. Um, those would be my three. Absolutely. My <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you brought the human connection community aspect into it because that's, it, it, you know, in my eyes, business is all about people and we are Absolutely. constantly, every, every interaction we make, it's all about the value that we're serving with the community that we're building. And the, the stronger those bonds are, the, the greater our odds in the end. And I love the data part because it's so easy to, to get frustrated and to say something's not working. But then when you actually look at the data, it's so easy to then wait, all I got to do is just drop this at this project and just focus on this one. And yeah, it's, it's so much more yeah. powerful. So all, all the time people are like, Oh, those ads aren't working. Well, actually like, let's look at the data. They, they definitely are working. And then the human element for sure. We all need to get more human when it comes to business in general. Beautiful. And you know, that kind of leads into the next question, which is, so where do you think personal happiness and fulfillment comes from? You know, it, it, when we look at all the things that we do, sometimes if we don't have an underlying uh, motivation for, we can be the most successful business in the world, but if we're not happy, what's yeah. the meaning, right? And so I'd like to hear, you know, your thoughts. Where do you, where do you find that sense of fulfillment and where do you think others can tap into it from? Yeah, I think, you know, it's important for everyone starting a business to really figure out what it is that they want from going through that process, because entrepreneurship is not an easy road to go down. There's going to be highs and lows. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be failures. And you've got to be able to blend your life and business in a way where they're never going to be competing or, or taking away from each other too much. Of course, there's always going to be give and take there, but really knowing that, okay, I want to grow a business that enables me to have more time with my family and, you know, cover all of our needs and, and then some, or if you're like, I actually want to build a multi-million dollar business that I'm going to sell one day. Like having those goals in the outset is going to make it a lot easier to design your life and your business in a way that optimizes for joy and happiness because mm. if if you don't know where you ultimately want to go there's always more work that you can be doing you can always fill whatever time you have with with more tasks so you know for me going back to that travel um story and, and how i started my business i knew that my big goals were being able to be location independent being able to have time freedom so that if i want to go and paddleboard at 3 p.m. today with some friends or my wife, I'm going to have the flexibility to do that. And being able to structure my schedule in a way that allows me to do all the things that I enjoy outside of work is super important to me. 
And yes, I want to grow a successful business. I want to make money. And, and those are all goals that are being worked on all the time as well. But more importantly for me is just having that balance and, and that mm -hmm. ability to really focus on what brings me joy. And that's being around my friends, spending time with my family, being able to travel with them. And then my wife and I just being able to, to do all those fun things that we enjoy together now while we're young rather than when we retire in, in 30 years or whatever it's going right. to be. We, we really want to live life to the fullest now, even if that sacrifices some you know, wealth accumulation in the short term, like we know we're going to be able to, to make it up. This is so beautiful. And it's a perfect segue into the final question. The thing I ask everybody on the show, which is around decision making. I, I geek out on mental models, frameworks, and, you know, sometimes it can be a little much, but it, it's a lot of fun for me. Um, and the reason I do this is because I, I really feel that our dreams are built on the actions that we take. And ultimately, our actions are a byproduct of the decisions that we make. So as you're, you know, operating with this framework for happiness and working towards finding that fulfillment, have you found a particular, particularly helpful mental model or decision-making framework that you use in your daily life? Yeah. So, I mean, overall, my big thing is I'm just a really positive guy. Like whether I'm out having fun, feeling the stoke or something's going terribly wrong in my business, I'm always looking at the positive side and how we can take what bad is happening and, and turn it into something good. And one of our, our leadership coaches at Height, he teaches this framework called VUCA and becoming VUCA capable. So VUCA is vulnerability, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And so these are all of the forces out there that can make things go wrong and make for a really bad day. But what we need to be able to train ourselves to do is stay positive and to be able to handle those situations in a cool, calm, collected way and be the leader that even when the waves are choppy and, and winds are crazy and things are going bad, we're still able to stay the course and do what we need to do. And so there's lots of ways that you can train your your body and your mind to be able to adapt to these tough situations um, more effectively. So it could be meditation, it could be breath work. Something that we do is ice baths. So getting in the ice, mm -hmm. really, really cold ice. This hurts. It's it's uncomfortable. It it sucks, but you push through it and you get to this point of calm and, and peace and you're able to, once you get your breath checked out and in a calm state, you're able to think clearly again. And so that's kind of the perfect example of, you know, oh, client wants to leave. They're, they're unhappy with services. You get that knot in your chest. Things don't feel good. That's like being in the ice and you need to be able to train yourself to think quickly and, and adapt in those situations to ultimately create better outcomes. Wow, that is so cool. I love the ice bath uh, <laughs> methodology. It's so powerful because yeah, you, you change the state and now you you have so much more perspective when it comes to connecting the dots. So beautiful. So TJ, this has been absolutely awesome. Uh, just getting to know you, hearing your story. I just really resonate with a lot of the 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 motivations and the journey that you've been through how how do we stay in touch with you how do we support you um how do we find out about all the cool stuff you have going on 
Yeah. So, you know, on the marketing side of things, heightdigital.com uh, slash bend, find us on there. Social medias, I'm, I'm on all of them, except for TikTok, not on there yet. It's one of my, my to-dos, but, you know, just look up TJ Murphy. Uh, you'll, you'll find me here in Bend, Oregon. There's a lot of TJ Murphys out there in the world. So I usually have TJ Murphy 541 on Instagram, TJ Murph. But uh, you'll you'll find me no problem. Pretty easy guy to spot. And, you know, other than that, for people, if they want to connect, feel free to just shoot me a DM. I always love meeting new people. If there's ever anything I can do to support or help you answer questions. I'm here for it. Epic. Well, thank you so much, CJ. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode. Oh,